When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. However, there is good news coming down the line. Boris Johnson will soon be Prime Minister. What about that for a joy on a Friday morning? Is that something that makes you jump with delight or does it fill you full of fear? Let me speak to Alex Kane. Alex, good morning. Good morning, Frank. How are you this merry morning? I'm very well, Alex. I'm trying to cheer myself up when I'm <laughs> painting a picture of Boris being the next Prime Minister. Would that cheer most people up or not? Probably not. Um, look at this. As I keep saying, every time we're all, <laughs> I'm talking to you, it's more uncharted territory. No one, and I mean, I was writing a piece about the candidates yesterday. And the, um, with all of them, the, the other nine, I was able to make, you could make some sort of predictions or judgments about what they might or might not do if they got through. But Boris, no one has any idea, thank you. I, I could just as, in exactly the same way, I could see Boris having a massive fit and just taking the whole country out and, you know, proroguing parliament and whatever. I could just as easily see Boris saying, oh, let's just extend it for another couple of years and get things sorted. That's that's a difficulty with him. And uh, any anyone in business will tell you. I mean, I, I think I've told you before, I have a very close friend who's a very prominent businessman and a remainer. And he says, Alex, all we need now, whether we're going to stay, we're going to leave, whatever, we need certainty, we need clarity. And his fear is that Boris Johnson will give neither. Surely Boris will take us out. I know he hasn't done any interviews. Uh, or, you know, any questions he's asked he, have been very controlled and he seems to have some fear of shooting himself in the foot. But the one thing he's bound to deliver is Brexit, considering he's Boris, or is it beyond him? It, well, first of all, if you look at Boris's um, whole career, his journalistic career, his political career, his career as mayor of London, Frank, there is no consistency. He is He is capable of, that's what I said to you, he is capable of the most miraculous form of U-turn, a hop, skip and a jump away from where he had previously stood, if it suits him at that particular moment. If you look at them, I mean, he says he um, he doesn't like the withdrawal agreement, he doesn't like the backstop. Fact is, Frank, I remember when he was in the DUP conference last November, whatever that was, seven or eight months ago, he stood in front of that audience, told them the withdrawal agreement was bad, told them that he would never, ever support any agreement which included a backstop. I did a five-minute interview with him. I said, are there any circumstances, Mr. Johnson, in which you could see yourself back in the, the backstop as it stands? Absolutely. No, no, never, ever. No. The whole nonsense about the poor horsemen and the apocalypse, I would never back down. Five weeks later... He voted for it. Not only voted for it, Frank, but he encouraged other people in the ERG group to vote for it. And that's where the difficulty with Boris is. You can't be entirely certain. I can see the same man, you know, deciding 
well, look, what, what, what's the best we can get? You know, and the other thing, bear in mind, Frank, this notion that you just drop out without a deal. If you drop out a, without a deal, two things happen, and Boris will be aware of, the, of this, as, as was Theresa May. First of all, they said, well, you have to trade under you know, WTO rules, World Trade Organization rules. They have also responsibilities in terms, if, if the United Kingdom has opted out or dropped out of, a, a, of an existing unresolved arrangement with the European Union, that affects how it can trade under WTO rules. But it still has to go back to the EU and, and work out how it's going to trade with the EU countries. You can't just drop out and think the EU doesn't exist anymore, we don't need to be bothered by it. And I think Johnson... For all his silliness and his Dulux dog nonsense, I just think, I think he's aware and he wants to be loved, Frank. He he doesn't want to be remembered as the prime minister who dropped the United Kingdom into this huge economic hole. He's a narcissist. He wants people to like him. He wants to be loved. He wants everybody to go, there's Boris. So I think he's more likely, I suspect, to err on the side of caution than he is on, on taking a huge risk. So why do so many people within the Conservative Party back him at the moment. People who would be just one step away from being in bed with Nigel Farage. Well, I think there are two things to remember there. Um, if this is likely to go to the, 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 the membership, they need Boris on the... I, I suspect, and this is an odd thing to say, Frank, but I, 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 I'll stand by it. I think there are some people who are backing Boris because they want them on the, they want this to go to the members because they cannot. If if it looks like Boris, and let's bear in mind, he only got a third. Okay, I shouldn't say only. He got a third. So two thirds of the MPs didn't back him yesterday. But they know that if he is not on the ballot paper for the members, that could that could tip the Conservative Party into a meltdown. There would be members going, that's it, I'm tearing up my membership. I'm actually now joining the Brexit Party. They do not want that to happen. So there will be some of those people are ensuring that Boris is on the final two finalists, but they're sort of hoping that if it's Hunt in particular as the other one, that there's a possibility that maybe, just maybe, um, Boris would be defeated. But better to have Boris defeated in a membership election than Boris not allowed to even go to the members because they're thinking ahead, Frank. That's what they always do. What's the bigger gamble here? Is it you know, making sure that Boris doesn't get to the final two or getting into the final two and hoping... And maybe there's a forlorn hope, but hoping anyway that it, it, it's the members will make the right decision. And if it all goes belly up, if it all goes monumentally pear-shipped, then at least the leadership of the Conservative Party say, well, it's, well, we gave you the choice, we gave you the members the choice, and he turned out to be a calamity. So all of that's in play as well. Like, don't, don't, don't assume that there's any of that, that third who are giving them their vote so far. Don't assume, Frank, there's any great love or respect for the man. Hmm, the idea of Matt Hancock dropping out, is, how much of a disadvantage would that be to Boris? It would depend on the what he's got in his favour. Matt, Matt Hancock did, did was a strange candidate in any way for all sorts of reasons because he he's oddly enough a slightly woolier version of Boris, you know, our slightly woolier version of, of, of Michael Gove. So that if, if it's going anywhere, you know, some of them would go to Gove, some of them would go to um, um, to Javid. The only way this begins to make sense is if there's clear evidence of candidates are votes going behind one candidate. If, if, if Hancock drops out today, it's 20 votes. I'm not sure they would go in in, in a block to 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 anyone else. I'm, I don't think when you've got Hunt and Gove are the two likely ones. I'm not sure they would go in a block to either of those. And even if they did, even if they, for example, they all went to, to Hunt, it only still takes up Hunt up to, to, to 63 and still, what, 60-odd behind um, 
Boris, um, what happens to Michael Gove? Well, or if if Boris is now the other thing you like to do is to say in the, the leadership election, people may decide like, oh, Boris is automatically shoe in for the final. He's not of the hundred and fourteen who voted for. Some of them may change their mind now. Maybe they were just voting to find out, get a feel for the ground, a feel for the opposition, a feel for where they need to go at this stage. But um, any sense of the other nine candidates or the other eight rallying round a number two, I, I, I'm just not sure. I'm not seeing much evidence of that now. And um, uh, I, I just think so. Even if Hancock dropped out, even if Stewart, even even, even if those are the four, Rab, Javid, Hancock and Stewart dropped out, I'm not sure it would be much wiser off on Tuesday, Frank, in terms of who, who is going to be that second leading candidate against Johnson. Do you think we'll have a general election or is that something that the Tories are simply not prepared to do? They might do it with Johnson simply because they're, they have two problems. This is, I mean, the, 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 the two most important people in the United Kingdom politics at the moment are Jeremy Corbyn and Nigel Farage. And the, 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 the task of whoever wins the Conservative Party leadership is to see off those challenges. Uh, and in terms of... of, of Corbyn, they need someone who can basically duff up Corbyn or on a on a regular basis. <laughs> Boris could do that without thinking. Gove could probably do that without thinking. Not to sure about Hunt, but they need someone who just. You won't remember if you were following as close as I was back in the in the, in the eighties and so on when when Margaret Thatcher on every Wednesday just basically kicked Neil Kinnock around the dispatch box and made him look like a fool. An intelligent, articulate man, but she just used him as a punch bag. And they would like Boris to do that, or someone like Boris to do that to Corbyn. The other thing they want to make sure is that the Brexit party, which is polling around 27 28%, a little bit higher than the Conservative party, they want to make sure that the next leader of the Conservative party can bring those votes back, can bring that a few million back. And they might think again that Boris is the best. So they may decide if Boris gets in reasonably handsomely, he wants a mandate, Frank, because that's the other thing you and I have talked about many times before. The parliamentary arithmetic does not favour um, the sort of um, solution he claims to want. What he needs is uh, a mandate he wants to have. Imagine if he came back in the 67, 80 or so, according to opinion polls, he would be a 100-seat majority. That gives you clout. It also knocks back rebellions because there's rebellion. Theresa May faced rebellion after rebellion after rebellion. Not necessarily because the people who were rebelling against her thought she was completely wrong, but they took the chance. She was weak. They just thought she's not going to be here much longer. Anyway, there's no point backing her. If Boris was to walk in with a majority of 100, 120, every rebellion would dry up, Frank, simply because they would know there's no point rebelling. We're going to lose anyway, and he's going to win, and maybe this is where we need to be going. So they need someone strong enough to take out the, 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 the Brexit risk as well. And again, all of that probably plays into um, uh, Boris's favour because if they got a soft one, this is why I said it was so important that they, they got him through, they, they had to make certain they got him onto that, the, the ballot paper for the members. They, they, they cannot risk. The only way of saving the Conservative Party now is getting back that 85% of Brexit members who a few weeks ago, a few months ago, were voting to the Conservative Party. And there is a feeling, even in some of the softer wings of the Conservative Party, some of the people who abhor Boris, they actually think the best way of, of keeping the party going is actually to allow him in, see off Farage, see off Corbyn, and then see what he does next. Because they, they too, some of them think that Boris is much more flexible, much more biddable. And let's bear in mind, this is how the EU will say it, Frank. When all, for all the nonsense that Boris trotted out for almost three years, 
he still voted for the withdrawal agreement. He still voted for the backstop. He still voted for a, a weak deal. In Europe, in Brussels, they would be looking at and going, here's a man who has shown flexibility. Maybe we can, oddly enough, maybe we can somehow cut a better deal than anyone now thinks. OK, and very, very briefly, uh, Alex, just in, in a word or two, do you think he'll do the podium discussion? Will he appear on TV? I think he has to, yes. I think um, if, if the other one says yes, it looks like he's saying no. I, he's fearful. Actually, he's not. Barr Bar thinks he's the most brilliant speaker of all time. He thinks he could just speak in. A, if you took the whole history of speakers anywhere, he would top the whole poll. People is the people closest to him realise he is, he is capable of a monumental gaffe without actually realising he's done it. So, so they want they want to keep him contained, you know, keep him calm, keep him under control, okay. keep him away from doing anything too silly. It's a ringing endorsement for any future MP. He thinks he's a brilliant speaker, but people around him think he's prone to a monumental gaffe. Uh, Alex Cain, uh, thank you.